Welcome to Talks with Trav with your host, Travis Diamond. What's up, everybody? Um, so when I go to record a piece of content or an episode, I typically take a question that I've been asking myself consistently or over the years looking for an answer or um, once I answer the question, I'll go in and record. Um, you know, I, I try to th I think things through as best I can. But oftentimes, me doing this podcast, me talking things through, I'm learning in real time as well. So it's actually intriguing when I'm talking about something because I'll start speaking about something about a subject or topic and then as I go into it I'm learning in real time because I'm thinking these thoughts through and I'm working through them as I'm speaking so from me recording to me editing the content I'll, I'll be listening sometimes it takes me a longer time to edit the content because I'm listening to learn from myself and not even realizing that some of the things I say have changed my perspective so anyways um, the question that provoked this episode is, what does it mean to be a good father? You know, it, that question stemmed from being a good man. That's a pretty broad subject. There's a lot to that, so I could do a couple of episodes on that. But, um, And I may not be the most qualified person to tell you what it means to be a good man in your eyes. It's up to you. I don't really care either way, if I'm honest. Um, but to me, being a good father is, I mean, it is hands down the single most important job, well, 1A is being a good husband, 1B is being a good father. And the reason 1A is being a good husband is because by default, if I am a good husband to my wife, I am fulfilling some of my duties and obligations of being a good father. Let me explain. When my kids see me interact with their mother, they are learning what is acceptable for them to do or say to her. They are learning how it's appropriate to interact with someone that they have that type of relationship with. They are learning the expectation I'm being treated a certain way. So I have a son, I have a five-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter. Um, we don't have many rules in my house, many at all. Like we're pretty lax and give them space to do their thing, right? Um, one of the few rules we have is we always love and respect mom, period. That is, there's, there's no gray area with that. You love and respect mom. Um, when you're frustrated, it's okay to be frustrated. We redirect the frustration and we don't take it out on her. Um, and that's that's hard to teach a five-year-old. He's learning. He's doing great. He is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but that's something that we're going to work on for the rest of our lives. And the reason that's so important to me is, one, I think it's it's incredibly important to have a certain image of your parents, especially in your youth. Now, of course, as you get older, you will see the things that I don't want to say take off the rose colored glasses because we're pr we're pretty genuine and, and authentic in who we are as people, even in our flaws with our children. Um, we don't we don't hide things. We don't mask things. We don't coat things. Keep them under wraps. Like, of course, everyone has has issues, but we do a good job of talking to our children about them. Like, if I get frustrated at something or I get upset, Ryland will come to me and be like, "Hey, what's wrong, Travis?" And I, that that's my cue. In that moment, I take a step back. I take a breath, and I just tell him what's going on in my head. I'm like, "Hey, this." 
I got frustrated because th- this happened and, and I let it frustrate me or I'm upset because of this. I always take responsibility. I don't blame the subject. I don't blame another person. I, I tend to just tell them, you know, things happen and, and we have control over how we respond. We just have to develop that control. You'll get there. He's five, so his prefrontal cortex is barely developing. So to expect him to be able to have emotional control like stoic is absurd. Anyways, I'm kind of getting off track here, but that's the number one rule. And uh, love and respect mom. And I lead by example with that. For me, um, every day, I make sure my wife is good. What she needs, I try to provide for her. Um, if I need to cook before I go to work, I'll do it. If I need to do the dishes after I get home and clean up the house so she can spend time with the kids or so she can lay in bed, I don't care. So many men have the, this thought in their mind that, oh, I go and make the money. I better have a clean home when I come home or I'm going to bitch and complain or I'm so tired I can't do this. You know, I was talking with my wife last night. We are looking at uh, just just talking about life, and one of the things that hit me was... You know, oftentimes in wedding vows, they'll say uh, something along the lines of, I so-and-so, blah, 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 to love and respect or love and cherish this person in sickness and in health. Most people stop at sickness. Most people only think it's their responsibility to step up to the plate and do the right thing if their significant other is sick or not well. To me, if you focus on the in health, your life will be a lot better. If I promise to love and respect and cherish my wife and and do the things for her to make her life better when she's healthy, then that's going to minimize the time that she's sick where I have to do it. So sometimes that looks like after I've had a long day, a, a long, exhausting day at my job, I don't I don't do manual labor. I work in a bank, but that doesn't take away from the possibility of it being exhausting mentally there's two different levels of exhaustion physical exhaustion that's a real thing and uh, there's a reason that i work in a bank instead of doing manual labor i chose at an early age to not physically exhaust myself i chose to mentally exhaust myself um you know there's people that wouldn't last a day on a job site and there's people that wouldn't last a day in a bank it is what it is we're cut from the same cloth we just got different ends of it i suppose but anyways um you know there's times where I'll come home and I don't want to do shit. I just want to sit and relax for a few minutes. But as soon as I walk in the door, the kids are excited to see me. My wife's excited to see me. The house is lived in. My wife's trying to, you know, explain to me why the house is dirty. And I'm like, don't do, we, you don't have to do that. Like, it's okay. We'll clean it up. The house isn't dirty. It's lived in. There's a difference. Um, so that's something we're working on now not feeling guilty that, when I come home or when, like if I'm off for the day and she's out and about and then she comes home, I feel guilty that if I don't have the house in a certain condition that she's not going to be happy or she's not walking into a clean home and that's my fault. But it's not about placing blame, it's about fixing it. So oftentimes I'll come home, you know, I'll change and I'll cook or I'll clean or do both or I'll spend time with the kids and give them baths and, and whatever it may be, right? Um, and oftentimes in the morning, I'm cooking my wife food before she's even up out of bed. It helps her day get started in the right way. You know, I'm doing all these things to provide for her. Um, not just because it's about being a good husband, but so my children can see. Like, I'm teaching my son the expectations she should have in whenever he's in a relationship with someone, how he should treat them, or when there's someone he loves and respects, how he should treat them. I'm teaching my daughter what to expect, how to be treated. Um, you know, if as, as as a man, if all you do is bitch, gripe, and complain, and, you know, are you with your wife or your significant other, and you have a daughter, 
what kind of relationships do you think she's going to have? If you set the bar so low that anyone can hit that bar, and that bar is just asking them out and, you know, talking shit from time to time or whatever, I don't know. I, I don't live that life. I can't understand how you can have a relationship that consists of nothing but arguing. But the point I'm making is, it is my responsibility to teach my daughter what her significant other should, how they should treat her in life, what she should expect, where her standards lie, come from the way that I treat my wife. Why would I do anything other than my absolute best? It's and not only is that going to bring a beautiful relationship in my life for me and my wife, it's going to almost guarantee it will greatly increase the, the odds that my daughter has a healthy relationship and my son has a healthy relationship when he gets older. He is learning how to communicate, how to treat his significant other. So those are all things that you have to take into account. They, they tie together, being a good husband and being a good father. Um, being a good father is also about, you know, showing forgiveness, letting, letting my kids know that I'm not upset with them. Even if I get upset in the moment, I take a step back and I, and I go and talk to him. And, you know, Ryan does a great job of when he gets upset, he'll, he'll walk away and he'll be like, oh, whatever, I'm done with this conversation. I'm done. I'm done talking and walk away. Uh, we're working on that. But, you know, one thing at a time. But the beauty of it is no matter how mad he gets, he'll always come back and say, hey, you know, when you did that, it made me very frustrated. And that's why I walked away. Hearing a five-year-old able to pinpoint the reason of his frustration and express that in a way that is not filled with anger, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. His ability to, exp his emotional intelligence is through the roof. And I have no doubt that is directly connected to the way his mother and I help him navigate his emotions by sitting there with him, but also, also by the way we do it. If we're upset about something, we come back to them and say, hey, when you did this, I got upset, but it's not your fault. I, I have to do a better job of, of working through my emotions. So I'm sorry that I was upset with you. Or, hey, I just want to let you know when you do this, it makes me very frustrated. Can we work on that? That's a big thing. We all know we're not perfect, but if my son does something that I don't like, it's my responsibility to talk to him about it. Hey, buddy, um, you know, when you do that, it makes me feel this way. Or when you do that, uh, this is what happens. That's why we can't do it. It's, it's, and it's more than just me. If there's things he's doing that are not appropriate for society, I have to let him know. And it, that's it's a slippery slope because there's a th fine line between making him aware of societal expectations and killing his creativity to force him into a box. And we definitely are not trying to do that. We want him to be into, have his individuality, be independent, be free, be true to himself, right? So we try uh, various routes and, you know, some work, some don't. Um, but being a good a good father is you know give, giving them that support system they need. If if my daughter wants to come to me and wants me to hold her, she's one. She can't really talk like that. She wants me to hold her and feed her or whatever. I give her that space. If she just wants me to lay on the floor so she can lean back against me like I'm on like I'm a couch and watch her TV show or or look outside, that's okay too. Um, you know, if, if Rai wants me to hang out with him and play a certain game with him or wrestle with him or just talk, that's, that's good, you know, and, and part of being a, a good, good father, men, or a good parent, if you're a woman, 
um, is leading by example. The things that you want your child to do, you have to be able to do. For example, um, my wife and I are very big on um, calming the mind through breathing, calming the body through breathing, through yoga, through movement, through grounding, getting back to nature. So anytime that we might have some frustration, we'll stop, we'll take a big breath. And we, we, we almost exaggerate it so that Rylan can see that it's okay, even in anger, to take some breaths. Um, anytime we're outside of nature, there's a beautiful view in front of us, we'll stop, we'll sit down for a minute, and we'll take a couple of breaths. Um, and the other day we were out at a park, uh, there's this lake, um, here in Tallahassee that has a sidewalk around it or whatever, um, and the rocks to sit on and all that cool stuff, bunch of ducks and whatnot. Well, my wife and I are standing there, um, watching Rye play and, uh, he just goes, he sits down on one of the rocks right at the edge of the water and he puts his little hands together and he takes like five big slow breaths. And then I'm like, my wife doesn't notice, so I kind of like nudge her and get her to, to see. I try not to like call it out in real time or he'll get embarrassed and stop doing it. But, you know, he gets done and I'm like, hey, bud, you know, were you enjoying the view? He'll say, yeah, I just wanted to take it in. He's five. He's taken in views by doing a couple deep breaths, submitting that into his memory, bringing himself to a different level of peace and calm. You know, we... we I mean, that's one of the greatest experiences that I've had in a long time is just seeing him take that time to sit down and be with nature. There's people surrounding us that are on their phones and tablets and all of that. And we're sitting there in the moment, like just hanging out, enjoying nature. Um, you know, we do a lot of stretching and yoga and movements and things like that. Rai is all about leading the yoga for the night. If he gets the opportunity, he will say, let's do my stretches. He does yoga on his own accord. He breathes on his own accord. Those are beautiful things because those are techniques that are going to help him later in life. He doesn't know it yet. You know, health is a big thing in our home. We talk about the bad stuff that gets put in a lot of food and a lot of material that is used to make products that's harmful for you. And I'm not one of these conspiracy theorists before anyone thinks that. Um, I deal in facts. So anything that I'm talking about is been factually proven to be true or not true um, and there's dozens tons of data out there that indicate that a lot of the stuff in food is really bad that verify validate and prove there are consequences that you will have adverse effects you will develop disorders and diseases if you consume them um, and we, we obviously don't go that in depth fear-mongering with our five-year-old but we explain to him hey dyes are bad all that sugar and stuff is bad. It's not healthy for you. Um, I run all the time. And oftentimes when I go run after work, he comes with me. And we live in an apartment, so there's like a parking lot part that I'll run in just kind of like warming up. And it's maybe a quarter mile. He'll put his little shoes on and he'll come and run with me. He sets the pace and he'll run his little heart out. And then he does that little quarter mile loop and goes in and is like, okay, Travis, have a good day. Go Go run. You know, he wants to be healthy, and that, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Um, you know, when my daughter comes home, or I'm sorry, when I come home, doesn't matter when it is, my daughter's excited to see me. I can't tell you how good that feels. Like, she's not scared. I'm not coming in angry. She runs up to me and doesn't want me to leave her alone. You know, it's forging that relationship before they even know what's going on with them. 
um, you know, let's be real. There's a lot of a lot of men out there that can't even spend two fucking hours with their kids because they don't know what to do or whatever the case. They're not comfortable in that role, so they'll fuck around, play video games all night, and they'll they'll drink and you know be on the phone and go out with friends instead of like the the single most important thing to do as a father is be with your fucking kids and people can't seem to figure that part out and I don't get it um and that's not saying only be with your kids no like you have to have some sort of social life as well but don't prioritize your social life or your video games over your kids that that's silly that doesn't make any sense um anyways uh so being a good father to me and, I, and I'm fairly new to this. There's people that have a lot more experience. And I know it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I, I get that, especially as my kids get older into their teenage years. There's going to be issues, and we're going to have to work through them. But se- setting that foundation early in life for good communication, letting them know you're not going to be angry with them for something that they decide to do, that's all critical stuff, right? So, um, You know, I think it's Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, that says, uh, don't allow your kids to do things that will make you not like them. That doesn't mean, like, absolutely control your children, but if you see them starting to do something or develop tendencies, it's your responsibility to address it. Um, You know, for for a while, if Rye didn't get his way, he would throw a fit. He would get upset. Even if it was with other kids, it would be a problem. And those other kids wouldn't want to play with him. So we had to explain to him after his temper tantrum, hey, you see how none of the kids are wanting to be around you? Yeah, why? Why does nobody want to play with me? Well, because you were mean. Like, you got very angry and and they they don't want to be around you if you're angry. No one likes people that get angry all the time. So he learned. He's learning to, when he doesn't get what he wants, to still play, to be in the crowd, to suggest, hey, let's play tag. We're done with this game. Let's play hide and seek. Let's play tag. What do you guys think? You know, he'll throw things out there instead of saying, no, this is what we're doing, and I'm going to have cause an issue if you don't like it. Um, so I guess you could boil everything I've said down to just a few things. Lead by example. Set your kids up for success. Teach them the lessons that you were never taught that you wish you could have been taught. And again, it's not its not a knock on my parents for not teaching me certain things. They did the best they could with what they had. They gave me a good foundation, so now I'm even I'm better able to provide my children with a much better foundation than I had. And if I do my job right, my grandkids will have the greatest fucking foundation out of all of us. And then if they do their job right, my great-grandkids will be even better. And that's that's how it goes. Like, my objective is not just to set my immediate family up for success, but generations from an emotional and mental standpoint, not just financially. And yeah, being a good father is providing for your family, but that's much lower on the totem pole. Being present, providing your family a a good, safe environment where they feel comfortable around you, where they can come and talk to you about hard stuff, that's the most important. So I didn't want to take up much of your time today. That's kind of all I have. Um, Obviously, I could dive in much deeper on this topic, and um, I am going to do a couple of other episodes around being a good husband, being a good friend, being a good man, being just a good person in general. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the short, uh, the short podcast, the monologue of me talking about being a good father and slash husband, mostly about fathering. 
Um, and, and women, if you hear this, you can absolutely take some of the things that I talked about and apply them in your life as well. It's not just for fathers. It's for a mother as well. Um, but yeah, with that being said, uh, I understand your time is limited and valuable, and you chose to give it to me to listen to what I have to say, and I cannot thank you enough. It is very much appreciated. If you found value in this, please share. Don't forget to leave a comment or like the post if you're seeing a post. And leave a review if you find value in what i share leave a review so i can grow on the rankings but as always it's much appreciated for your time thank you so much until next time y'all take care